so we're going to continue. We started last week in talking about uh, having to um, – uh, uh, you have to believe in what you can't see. Amen. You must believe in what you can't see. Anytime we're praying for something to come to pass, it's in the unseen realm. And we've got to get comfortable working in that realm and not be so moved by what's going on in our natural realm. Amen. So we started out in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. And it says, while we look not at the things that are seen. And Paul was talking about light afflictions. He was speaking of trouble that he was experiencing in his life in the natural realm. Amen. Things that he could feel, being arrested, being beaten, being dragged through the streets, almost being stoned to death. At one point, they did stone him, but the saints gathered around him, and he stood up again. Be careful who you pal with. You know, be be around them kind of people that know how to pray you up out of something. You understand what I'm saying? If he had been around the Pharisees, he'd been a dead man. You got me? And so he joined a new company, the company of believers. And that's what you want to be around. You want to be around believers. And you want to be a believer. You know, devote yourself to, to study and prayer in, in understanding the word of God. You know, stay away from people that keep you riled up and gossiping. Who said what about you? And, you know, stay away from that nonsense. You know, graduate. Grow up, elevate, whatever it takes, but separate yourself from the unclean thing, the word says. And he says here, while we look not at the things that are seen, this is key to receiving what you are believing God for, not looking at the things that are seen, amen, not considering the seen, not considering trouble, not considering lack. Not considering people, not considering problems. Don't consider that. What do I consider? Consider him. Consider Jesus. Consider what he did at Calvary. Consider the word of God. There's lots of stuff you can think about besides the seen realm. Think about things that God has promised you. Other things you want to add on to what you, what you are standing for and believing for. And believe that God is working. If you believe he's working, you're looking for things to come to pass that, that are not seen. And he says, because the things that are seen are temporal. And we said we can substitute the word temporary for that. The things that are seen are temporary. Your trouble's temporary. Your lack is temporary. Your pain is temporary. Your symptoms are temporary. They're not going to be there. They don't get comfortable thinking they're going to be there. Don't make a pillow for them to to come and sleep beside you on. Amen? Because they're not staying. Because the things that are unseen are what's moving into your life. And allow the unseen realm to dominate your thinking. Allow what's not seen to capture your attention. Allow what's not seen to to get your, your faith, get your faith tied up. In, in what's not seen, not in the seen realm. And he says, but the things which are not seen are eternal, which means they will come and they will stay. The things that, that God's word brings in are permanent things. Whatever God does, it lasts forever. Amen. When he created us and he called us good in the garden, 
we sinned and we walked away, but he never not, he never quit calling us good. Amen. He didn't call us sinners. He didn't call us unrighteous. He didn't call us any of those things. Those were temporary handles that the devil put on us because we were serving him. Well, you know, the devil don't have nothing permanent. He's temporary himself. Amen. He leaving here too. Amen. We're going one direction. He's going another. Amen. So he's not here in a, in a permanent fashion and he knows it. The Bible says his time is short. You know, when, when the Jesus would confront these demonic spirits, they would say, are you coming to torment us before the time? They know there's coming a time where they're going to be eternally tormented. Amen. They know it. And they're just wondering, how much time do I have? And in the meantime, they want to wreck your life. They want to wreck my life. And so we can't allow them to do that. We have to stand with God. We have to keep believing God for the things that we need and we desire out of life. So so when we decide to trust God, amen, we have to devote ourselves to the unseen. We have to devote ourselves to that which has not happened yet, that which we are desiring, that which he is is prepared for us. He's already got it prepared for us. Other than that, our faith, we wouldn't couldn't put our faith in things that, that, that are in the Bible if they didn't exist for us already. Amen. Your faith is substance, spiritual substance. So it's 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 got its hands on something that's real got me or you wouldn't feel you'd be looking for something else to do but your faith because it's connected to something is real but invisible it's real in a different form you can put it that way it's it you get that that substance that evidence there's there's evidence there your faith is evidence it gives you evidence that something that you're wanting from god is actually real it's actually there and it's in glory other than that it would just be imaginary stuff you know how we sit and daydream sometime and imagine we're this and imagine we're that that's not faith see that's imagination but faith is different because it's tied to something that actually exists now. Your healing exists now. It's in the natural realm and your faith is giving it to you in seed form. You have to keep feeding the seed. See, this is what we do. We sit up and we wait and we look around and nothing's happening and we think we're in faith, but you're not. Faith is in action. You at least got to describe what you see. Oh, God, I see my new car sitting there. I see all the bells and whistles on it, and I see it this, and I say, you got to start moving in where your stuff is. Quit sitting out here on the outside where it's not. Move into where it is by faith. Your faith will take you there. It will be able to describe every single thing that that is on what it is that you want you know why we don't do it more because we're accustomed to imagining and when you imagine you have to cut that off or you'll be a nut you understand when you so unbelief steps in there to cut you off from a vain imagination what you believe god for is not in vain it's real he's laid it aside for you 
He's laid aside your inheritance. If your inheritance is in God, it's real because it's coming. How do you think you get up every morning? You're drawn from your inheritance. Every breath you take is a draw from your inheritance. You're expecting God to keep you healthy, to keep a job. You're drawing from your inheritance. Employment is your inheritance. Amen? So you're drawn from all of that, all the time. Why can't we apply that to things that are big? Nothing's big to God. It's just big to us, you know. Everything is manageable to him, you know. He's like, come on now, y'all. I got more stuff than that. Y'all just scratching the surface. You know, you haven't tapped into to the real real you know and you tap into it by faith faith is righteousness is believing god for everything you want you got me i mean everything i don't care what it is believe him for everything that you want and you won't be disappointed you know we want to do a little stuff on our own on the side you can't do that you get your feelings hurt. You get your, you know, you'll be sorely disappointed. You're just going to run off and do something on your own and, and look at God and say, oh, you didn't tell me to do. No, he ain't tell you to do that. You understand what I'm saying? That's like Ishmael. He thought he was going to squeeze him in there, slip him in there, you know. Oh, please let Ishmael live before you. God said, no, you're going to have to believe me for the impossible, buddy. Ishmael is your possible. I'm trying to give you what's not possible so you'll know how to live. You're not living when you just can go out and get stuff on your own. You're living like the world. God wants to give you what you can't get on your own. That's why he's God, so he can do the impossible in your life. Well, I'm satisfied. No, you ain't, you liar. Because you're always looking at what your neighbor's got. Don't tell me that lie you satisfied. You're not satisfied. God has the key to what it is. that, And you have it in his, your life belongs to him anyway. You got no business doing what you want to do. Your life is his. It belongs to him. You gave it to him when you got saved. Now you want it back because you want to have a little fun. Well, you ain't getting it back. You understand what I'm saying? You're not getting it back. So God wants to do these things for us. He's already given given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. If you're one of those people who think, well, who am I to want so-and-so? I don't know much. Well, he's giving you godliness too. Godliness knows everything. What do you mean you don't know much? You got to tap into your knower. We don't tap in enough. You know, we get one revelation from God and lay in a corner and tremble off a half a day. Oh, you won't believe what God showed me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, he wants you to, to live in that continual mind-blowing experience with him. He got more than that to show you if you pay attention and stay still. Huh? So God wants us focused on the invisible. Definitely the invisible. You can get to the point where nothing you see means anything to you. 
you're on to something else on the inside of you. Amen. Excuse me. Praise God. So God wants to do the impossible. Amen. And he does it through the invisible realm. Because the visible realm is what's possible. Somebody put it there. Somebody developed it. Somebody paid for it. Somebody built it. He wants to work on the impossible. He's all for bringing new stuff in here. You know, what man can do is fine. But he wants to do what only he can do in your life. And so if that means you have to go for the, the mad teacup ride, you know, and or the roller coaster in your life, you know, so be it. But God wants to do these things. He's got things set up, set aside from for us that only he can do. Amen. Only he can do these things. So, okay. So, so we'll go over now to Romans chapter four, cause that's where we were <clears throat> last week. And I really want to spend some time here and, and, and get you to understand that Jesus really lived in the invisible realm. He lived there. Amen. He was from glory. That was his home. He was on loan down here like his body is. We are his body. We are on loan down here on the earth. This is not your home. Amen. You don't want to get comfortable here. You don't want to make a whole lot of plans for just what you see down here as being as belonging to you or being the extent of of what you have, et cetera, et cetera. You know, God cautioned me a long time about putting, making plans for certain things in my life. He said, you don't know what I'm, he said, this belongs to me, number one, and you don't know what I have planned for you to do with it. Amen. What kind of stewardship that, that he wants you to have, all of that stuff. And so I know when I, every time I move, I say, oh, this is the last time I'm moving. And then I get convicted because God will say, how do you know that? You know, you you check in with the boss yet or what? You know what I'm saying? I thought that the last house I was in, it took two trucks to move all my stuff here. You know, I'm not thinking about moving out. And then build a barn and had that full of stuff. You know, you mean, I mean, come on now, just for the effort it would take to get away from there. But then there I was packing up, moving again. Because God said to move. Amen. And so there are things that we need to understand that that you got to check in. You know, in James, he says, don't make plans to say a year from now, I'll be doing this or a year from now, I'll be doing that. You need to say if it's God's will. He said, you don't make plans a year in advance if you live in God's kingdom, because you never know where he might put you, what he might have you doing, how he's going to move on you to, to get involved with his work. You have no clue. And so he wants us to to be able to understand living more in the invisible than the visible is what we need. Amen. When you get start reacting to the visible, you get yourself wound up in trouble. You know, Uh, the, the bank account is looking this and it's looking that you need to talk to it. Pull from the invisible what you need to see right there in your bank account. Amen. That'll keep you from begging from people, from throwing hints and dropping hints and looking sad and acting crazy. You understand what I'm saying? Start drawing from your your account up in heaven. Many people don't know how to do that. And you don't have to beg God either. 
because it's already given start thanking him god i just need some more money down here and i thank you for giving it to me can you give me like uh, you know three more figures this month or four more figures this month you know what can you do for me father i really have a sense that i need that you know it's it's necessary (laughs) you know uh, understand how to how to deal with god you know i had to learn how to quit asking him you know a lot of times we think money is is our problem and i always god told me he said you tell the people money is never their problem faith is the problem he said and that's not even a problem he said because you have my faith to use and so i stopped asking him send me money to do so and so i just asked him to send me what i wanted to spend the money on and guess what i started getting free stuff I'm going to say it again. See, y'all worked this whole thing backwards, sitting up here looking for money to do this. No, ask for what he said, what things you desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them. What do you want? Well, the last man I was married to, (laughs) we ain't talking about him. He up in heaven anyway, looking down at me, grinning. He said, yeah, she got to really use her faith. Now, when I was down there, she was working me over right sitting up there grinning you got me it's all good we all happy you understand what i'm saying but but you got to learn how to follow the word ask god for what you desire what do you want when you pray believe you receive it and you'll have it and quit plotting for how to get extra money to get it this is where we goof up we're always looking for you know what some coin to be able to do something with well, it don't take money. It just takes God's. It just takes faith. It just takes believing God will get it for you. Amen. I was speaking to somebody. I, I, I no, I think it was they gave a testimony. A minister gave a testimony at a meeting uh, where he said that he he was using using his faith. You know, he's in faith school and using faith for everything. And he said one day he just talked to God and he said, God, I want so and so kind of watch. And I'm going to believe that you'll get it for me. And he said, I just left it like that. And he said, every now and then God will remind me. I said, Lord, thank you that my watch is on its way. Thank you. It will come to pass. It's coming. And he said, in a span of about eight years, somebody gave him that watch. And it's it, 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 it's not like your, what you think about. You know, it's a, like a Piaget or something like that. Up in the eight to $10,000 range on the watch and so that's what he told god he wanted and sure enough one day it showed up amen he did not pay anything for it it wasn't on sale it wasn't on a house sale it wasn't on an estate sale it was free somebody gifted it to him and so we've got to understand that god has these things if he puts it if he tells you what's in your heart he trusts us to ask for something he's going to give us you're not asking outlandish. You're not sitting up trying to think of something expensive to ask God for to see if he's going to give it to you. These things are in your heart. These things, you desire them. You desire to own them. You desire to possess them. You desire it so you can enjoy them. They help you to enjoy life. Amen. And so these, the, God wants us to have these things. Amen. Don't sit up and quibble with people and say, well, you know, why would you use your faith for something? Use yours for what you want. Stay out of my business. 
Now, you know, hey, I, I worked at Dollar Tree just like everybody else. You know, I mean, come on now. We're just normal human beings. But if there's something I really desire, I know how to ask God for it. Amen. And believe you receive it when you pray. You have it already. And so from then on, you start dealing with that thing in the invisible realm. You don't need to see anything. The invisible is 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 more, I would say, it, it's got more in it than the natural does. You know how it is when you say like you, you want something in the natural, you might might see see it every now and then. But in the realm of the spirit, you get a sense of that place is full of stuff. There's no limit to what is in the invisible realm. There's no limit there. The only limit is what you you where you stop reading the word or where you stop believing the word or where you stop meditating. That's what limits what you have available to you from God. This is how big is your Bible? That's how much you have. You got me? You get anything you want from God, it, you know, it you just got to believe. We're not shooting darts at him trying to hit something. You've got to be full of the word. You've got to be believing God for these things. Not just hoping he'll give it to you and hoping he ain't counting up what you didn't do right. And how you haven't been given like you're supposed to. And, you know, you miss several offerings and whatever, whatever. You understand? You can't be thinking about that stuff. you got to have that squared away. you got to say, God, I'm, please forgive me. I'm doing the best I can. I, I didn't mean to miss giving. You understand what I'm saying? And, and I'm doing better now. I'm back on track, God, and I'm expecting you to come through for me. Amen? Righteousness. Righteousness means your sins are forgiven, not that you didn't ever commit none. There's a difference. And we don't try to do wrong. We do wrong because we crazy half the time. <laughs> you know? Listening to the devil over here and the in-laws over there and the parents over there and the kids over there is one that you can think normal. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then you got to wash all that out and forgive everybody and love everybody and then get back over in the invisible realm. It's work. That's all I'm saying is work. And Jesus understands how much work it is because he walked around in the same condition we're in. That is a, a earth suit, a flesh body that's subject to all kinds of weakness, all kinds of, you know, you get tired, you get sleepy, you get hungry, you get all those things when you, you get fear. It's the devil threatens us. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. He always, you know, it's amazing to me. He can threaten to take something from us that he did not give us. He's a thief anyway. He ain't got nothing. He just jumps in your business, and, and half the time we believe he can do it. I'm going to say this again, because half the time we believe he can do it. I always threaten you. You you you, you going to do this. You're going to do that. Yeah, you, you, you know, this ain't, gonna, ain't nobody going to do this for you. Oh, I don't need you, devil. And I don't need people. I need God. And, and then if I need people, God will send people. You understand what I'm saying? You just you gotta gotta understand who God is for you. He's everything. He'll do everything for you. And it says here, so we were talking about 
uh, looking at things that are not seen. Keeping your focus on the unseen. Amen. And in many times when you, you focus on the unseen, you'll find evidence in the seen realm that God is working. You got me? If, if you keep yourself focused on God, I thank you that I am healed. I am healed. And then at some point, your attention will move over to an evidence in the natural of healing. You got me? You'll see some evidence that, that you know, because you stayed over in the unseen realm and you stayed in that place where what God has told you is yours is. So you stayed focused on what he's told you is yours. And then at some point, the seen realm will start to line up with what's over in the unseen. But you got to keep your focus over there. Because the enemy will do things in the natural realm to make it look like the word's not working. To look like it's going to take forever for this. Oh, oh, I, I got, I, it, please, Lord, don't make me start to believe for that. Because it's just going to take forever. I just know it's going to take forever. I won't make it. And you've been here believing for it for 10 years and nothing's, you know, you understand what I'm saying? You haven't gone anywhere. You haven't dropped dead. It hasn't disappeared. You know, God's still holding it for you. There are some some 10-year faith projects. There are some 20-year faith. You know, you don't know how long it's going to take anything. We want everything instantly. There are like, I, now I believe everybody's healed now. But how, what is, what goes into the process of the manifestation? I don't know. And you don't either. Because the Bible says we know not how. How does that seed grow? What's, what, you know, you look at a little teeny seed and then you look at the plant that comes out. You don't know how that happened. And you'll never find out. The secret things belong to the Lord. But that whole big plant is contained in that teeny little seed, and and, and you got to believe it because that's all that you ever saw uh, being involved in that situation was a seed, and then it grew to a big plant. You don't know how it happens. So when people ask you why you still got symptoms in your body, well, if you're healed, why you have that? I have no idea, but I do know that I'm healed. And it will come to pass. These symptoms are going to drop off. I don't know when. I don't know how. I wish I did. And I can't help you with that. But God has told me it's going to happen anyway, even though I don't know how. Amen. You don't know how your car runs, except you put a key in there and you could. You two focused on insurance and, and keeping the speed limit and all them things. You can't figure wonder out that. Well, the same thing with your healing. What is your responsibility? Keep believing the word. Keep thanking him for it. Keep expressing your faith. Keep your faith alive. That's what you're doing. You're keeping faith alive. So anything that that comes in your life that keeps your faith alive, that's allowable. That's what you do. And it's always going to point to the unseen realm, to what's not there right now. Amen. You can, you can, in, in the interesting thing about seeds is that people will, will try to examine uh, seeds 
you know, they'll do x-rays of a seed in soil to see how it's happened. They still can't figure it out. You got me? They've got uh cameras, stop-action cameras, slow-motion cameras, time-lapse things. And they still don't know how that happens. They can see what's happening, but the how is something that belongs to God. So we got to leave the how to God. Can we leave that to him without getting all upset and crazy and nervous? I think we can. And just say, God, I thank you that I'm, you're doing this. I thank you that, that it's coming to pass. I thank you that I will enjoy this promise in the land of the living. Amen. So, so this is, this is how you live. This is how you live the life of faith. You appreciate the invisible more than the visible. Amen. And, and you got to stay focused on the invisible. That's why it's good to kind of keep yourself distant from people who keep asking you about how you feel. And because what they want to know is how come you ain't healed? If your God is so powerful, how come you don't have it yet? You got me? That's what the little mockers, they want to say it, but they scared to say it to you. Especially if you believe in God and they know you believe in God, they ain't going to push you with so much. You understand? They don't want to. They want to get entangled with you. And so, so we have to understand that, that uh, stay focused on the invisible. So in Romans chapter 4, this is Abraham, the Abraham brand of faith, which is what we have. This is our inheritance. Now, Abraham's final heir is Jesus Christ and those who are born of his spirit. So that's us. So Abraham, his whole, his natural and his spiritual seed are summed up in Jesus Christ. It's all done by the Spirit now. And so God had to have it by promise and not by the natural. Ishmael could not be Jesus' father. Isaac had to be. Got me? Because Ishmael came from the natural. Isaac came from promise. So promised seed begets promised seed eternally. So the promise goes on and on and on from generation to generation. So that's why, why, uh, you know, Abraham got a, 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 a vote of no confidence when he nominated Ishmael. <laughs> you know, and you see what Ishmael's descendants, you can trace them throughout the, the Bible. They're the worst of people. The wildest people, troublemakers, Hamas, it's Ishmael seed. You got me? He's still cutting up. Amen. Even though God said, I'll make him a great nation. Great. Yeah, a lot of people. Amen. They go on forever and ever. He said, but he'd be a wild man. His hand will be against every man. That means he has no loyalty, no friends, no allegiance. He doesn't respect anybody, doesn't respect life. They just assume behead their daughters for, for dressing up wrong, what they consider wrong, take them out and kill them. Amen. Honor killing is what they call it. You don't want to get tangled up with them people. No respect for human life. All of the above. So that's that's their inheritance. What do we inherit? We inherit grace and truth, mercy and love. That's what God, that's the promise of God. 
and it came through the promised seed who was Isaac. And so we're talking about how God is getting Isaac into the earth. How is he getting his promise into the earth? And it has to be a total dependence on him. It has to be through somebody who has total confidence in God and no confidence in their own anymore. You know, you'll see sometimes people get miracles when when there's no hope for them. All of a sudden, they reach out to God and, and God gives them a miracle. And it, they say, well, you know, I've been fighting this disease with went to the doctors and then when it got to the point where the doctors couldn't do anything more for me i just told god you either heal me or i'm gonna die and god healed me you got me i mean sometimes it's that simple folks doesn't it what the bible said choose life they chose not to die the doctors pronounced the death sentence they said no i don't think so if there's any glimmer of hope god heal me i want to live and sometimes it's just that simple. Amen. Don't complicate things. Let it be just that simple. Let yourself continue to be persuaded that God's able. Fully persuaded. No doubt. That's what that means. Fully persuaded means they don't doubt anymore. They were doubting for a while. Amen. So here we'll pick them up in, in uh, verse 4, verse 13. It says, for the promise that he should be heir of the world. This is what we own as believers. We're heirs of the world. Our father, um, Adam, owned the whole world when God gave it to him. He said, I'm giving you all this stuff. He said, I'm putting you in the garden, but you own everything. You own the whole world. The minute the devil heard that, he started plotting to take it from him as a thief. So this is why we feel like we don't own anything. This is why we feel like we don't. When you say the heir of the world, that blows the average Christian's mind. But it's more true than what we're trying to get. You know, you you see yourself struggling just to get a house payment. God says, stop that. You own the world. You have any of this you, you want. You know, people who are billionaires take the limits off what they can have. That's why they make that. They eventually find a way to make that level of money. And and they will tell you it gets easier and easier after they said the first the first million is the hardest to make. They said, but after you make that, it gets easier and easier. Got me? Um, what's his name said that too? Uh um jeez, guy with the orphanage, Muller. George Muller. He said when he first began that orphanage, he said it was hard for him to believe God for a hundred dollars or pounds, you know, they English money. He said, but right now it's just as easy for me to believe God for a million as it was to believe for a hundred back in the day. So he says it's not any harder. It's easier as a matter of fact. So his faith developed and grew over. It always grows. Our faith is ever increasing. It's able to do more. Aren't you able to do believe God for more now than you ever have been able to? You should be. Amen. And so and it's going to increase even more. You know, don't ever get comfortable. Oh, Lord, the last time I had to believe God for something. Yeah, it's going to happen again. Cut it out. 
all this whining and carrying on and stuff. Just hold it. Put a pin in it. Amen. Stop it. You know, we like, okay, we like opportunities to vent and get into drama. You know, like the woman on the fainting couch. Oh, oh. You know, fainting 15 different positions. You know, cut it out. God ain't interested in your drama. You know, the devil likes emotional people. He can keep you worked up. Learn how to live in the emotions of God. So it says here, for the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. That is the natural, his twelve, the 12 tribes of Abraham, not through them, but through a different seed. Amen. But through the righteousness of faith. So it's not by obeying the do's and the don'ts that you get anything from God. We, we all do it. When we don't get something fast enough, what do we resort to? Well, I didn't come. I better confess the word more. I got to do this more. I got to do that more. We got to do that more. Your brain has the law in it. And it's not going to get you anywhere. What you need to do is that little thing we always hate doing. And that is admit that you're wrong. God, I done jumped over here in the flesh already. I was over here believing you for something full of joy and full of peace, and now I got worried about it. Well, you're in the flesh if you're worried. So you need to confess that and ask God to forgive you, and God put me back over where I'm supposed to be in faith. Amen? See, faith has no worries. Faith is confident. Faith is sure. Faith knows that God's going to do it. Amen? Faith has no doubt that God is going to do it. And he said, heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. Jesus did away with the law, folks. So it's only righteousness through faith now, through believing God's word. Yeah, you're going to have to blow the dust off that Bible and start reading it again. Stay off your online Bible because you don't stick with it. Pretty soon you'll be back on social media again. Well, I'm just taking a little break. No, you. this is what you got on here to do. You didn't get on here to read no word. Got on here to tell people off because they're being stupid on social media again. So cut it out. So go get your paper Bible. Put your feet up and, and open it up and don't look at the clock. Huh? Just don't look at it. No, you ain't putting in time. How would you like it if somebody you gave your life for came to see you and looked at the clock the whole time they talking to you? Just stop it. Even if you have to ask God, God, please help me with this. Give me, give me a sense that time is not important. How much time I put in with you is not the point. Even though you need to give him some time, it helps you. It ain't for him. You're not helping God. He knows he's God whether you talk to him or not. He says, for if they which are of the law are heirs, then faith is void. Which means you wouldn't be saved. You couldn't get healed. 
You couldn't get anything if faith is made void, if the law is what we're looking for. So when you find yourself trying to make it happen by what you do, other than obeying the law of faith, you you know what I'm saying. Believe in God and thanking him for it. That's faith. Believe in God making room in your house for it. Go clean your house up so you can put some more. No, you're not going to crowd furniture in that nasty place. Go act like God is going to give you something. He said, faith is made void and the promises of none effect. So you won't get nothing from God by believing. And he wants us all to be able to believe. Because we can't do the law. We That's been proven so many times. All the times you saw Israel go into captivity for 70 years, 40 years, whatever the years were, was when they, they gave up the law. And that was pretty consistent. They seldom had it. You seldom had a string of a lot of years where they lived in God's glory continually. They had many times. where You saw with David when he was king. He was able to keep them together. And then the next thing you know, they're in bondage again. Amen. And so we, we can't depend on the law. It, that's why it was done away with. It was weak to start. It was just to teach you you can't do nothing without God. Let's say it again. The law came to teach humanity that you need God. You need a Savior. You can't do anything right without him. So quit trying and fall into the everlasting arms. You can't please God without the blood being shed for you. Amen. Jesus didn't do that for nothing. That's too much to do and it not count anything. So he did it so that everybody could believe. Everybody could have a free shot at eternal life. We all have the ability to believe. Amen. Because we've all been dealt a measure of faith. It's how you use it. It makes a difference. So he says, because the law works wrath for where there is no law, there's no transgression. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those which are of the law, but those which are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee, I have made thee, I have made thee, I have made thee. Whenever God speaks to his people, it's always in the past tense. I've done it already. When they would go up to, to fight another people, I have given you this property already. I've given it to you. Amen. I have given it to you. It's yours. I want you to take it. Hello. I've given it to you. Take it. Don't sit there and keep asking if you can have it because he's given it to you already. We need to spend more time developing our faith for what is already done. How do we exercise faith And believing that it's already ours. How do you express faith for that? That's, that's what the issue is for believers. And, and we, we try to do it. We confess. We say, and then we say, when we find ourselves asking God to do it, oh, oh, forgive me, God. I, I asked you, I have it already. I forgot I have it already. So you got to renew your mind to that. It takes work. 
takes a change of things. It takes not not looking at the visible so much, but looking at the invisible. Amen. We've got to learn how to master that. Because if you keep looking at the natural, you'll always lack. You'll always have problems. You'll always see things that aren't right. But when you look in the realm of the spirit with the eye of faith, you see everything is done already. You see you have it already. That's what God wants us to see. And he says, I have made thee a father of many nations. God brings life to the dead by calling things which be not as though they were. That's how you bring life to dead things. That's how you bring life to your 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 uh, sick body or symptom-ridden body because you're not sick, you're healed. You're not sick ever. You got me? You, you're not sick. You may not feel this or you may not, but don't call sick to you because you will get sick. Amen? You have symptoms, if anything. Or you can even ignore that and say, no, I don't have that. That's not a problem. It's a problem for you because you're looking at it. I took care of it already with my faith, you see. So you can, you can, any way you call things that are not as though they are is bringing life to dead things. If your, your lungs are dead because, you know, you have lung trouble. You can speak life to them on a regular basis. Just thank God. God, I thank you. My lungs are healed. I thank you, Lord, that you have given me new lungs. I thank you, Lord. That, or, or if it's, if it's something in a joint or something, I thank you, Lord, that I, this arthritis is gone. I thank you, Father, that my joints feel normal. I thank you, Lord, that my joints are healed 100%. Joints, you be healed in Jesus' name because you are healed. Jesus' blood paid for my healing, and I take healing, and I reject this symptom. I reject this weakness. I reject this. I don't receive it. It's not mine. Healing is mine. Got me? So that's what you do. You call things, and we know it ain't there yet, feeling-wise, look-wise, everything. Natural, it ain't quite lining up. You're calling it as though it is. Because it is. You're speaking God's language for a change. You're speaking heaven's language. Heaven says it is. You got to agree with heaven. Amen. In that part of the Lord's prayer, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. This is how it happens. It don't happen by continuing to beg God for something he's already given you. Amen. You got to accept that he's given it to you. And you got to speak like it, act like it, thank God for it, Amen. You know, sometimes people who are 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 on pills, you know, is, you know, you'll find yourself forgetting to take a dose or something. You realize, oh, I didn't drop dead, oh, I didn't have a stroke, or I didn't. You understand what I'm saying? That's God sometimes taking the fear out of us, dependence on things. Now, I'm not saying quit taking it. Your faith isn't there yet. But these are little, little bits of faith that God is putting on us to show us, amen, that that we are healed. You're getting there, amen. You're getting to the full manifestation. You're getting to the full 
uh, absence of symptoms. Amen. But you are healed. It's already written. So we're going by what's written, not by what you feel, not by what you think, not by what you experience. That's how you win the war. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, he didn't try to just refuse him on the basis of who he was. He refused him on the basis of what was written. Amen. So we all got to fight the same war the same way. You fight it heaven's way with heaven's weapons. And he says, God who quickens or makes alive, that's what you want. You want sick tissue to be made alive. You want symptoms to go away. Symptoms are, are signs of death. You want life there. So the absence of symptoms points to life. You got me? And so when you start speaking life, God, I thank you that you bore stripes for me and I received that and by that I'm healed. By your stripes I'm healed. I'm not healed because I'm saying I'm healed. I'm healed because you bore stripes for me. And I receive my healing from this day forward. I'm speaking life to my body. I'm speaking health to my body because I am healed. I receive it now. I have it now. I am healed now. I'm not waiting on anything. Amen. You're not even waiting on symptoms to go. You're kicking them out. You'll sit up and watch them and dare, you know, how dare you to stay here. You know, cut that out. Just keep speaking life. Thank you, Lord. My lungs are healed. Thank you, Lord. My lungs are whole. Thank you, Lord. My heart is fixed. I don't have a weak heart. I don't have heart failure. My heart is not in failure. It's in health. It's in life. Speak that and quit thinking about how you feel. You got to move out of that room. Amen. And move into the room of health and healing where everything's 100% the way God wants it to. So this is strong faith. It takes strength to not look at what's going on in the natural realm. The realm where we live, it takes strength not to look at that. You know, things that there's, and there's a lot of stuff we shouldn't be looking at as Christians. You got me? It takes strength to turn away from some of that stuff after you've been used to indulging yourself and looking at it forever. You know, you got to stop doing that. So you, when your faith is strong, you could not consider things that, that are not part of God's plan for you. You only got in energy and time enough to consider what God has for you. And he says, Abraham did this against hope. He believed in hope. He believed God. God gave him a new hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Now, at any time, Abraham could have could have refused. Could have refused. He already had Ishmael. He was up in the ha ha house, you know, baby mama stuff. A lot of people live with that. Do you understand what I'm saying? But he had to have God's plan for a reason, not just for God's things. But he has a wife that's been barren all her life. So what about her? That's your wife, Abraham. I've got something for her, too. You understand what I'm saying? 
So what God does sometimes when our faith is being tested, say like you're satisfied with your life as it is, and God says, I want to bring this into your life, and you think, oh, what's this going to cost me? God can touch your heart in such a way that you forget about what you want, what you like, what's going to be hard for you. You forget all of that. So Abraham then loses his selfishness with this promise. See, he starts to give himself more over to being more like God. God wants everybody to be fulfilled. He wants everybody to be happy. He wants everybody. So God will get you to a place where what you consider personally for you has to give way to the greater plan of God. He has to have more people who are more like him. He's got to have more givers down here. He's got to have more people given over to prayer. He's got to have more people down here who are willing to, to suffer persecution so that they can win a soul. You got me? And we wouldn't get that unless Abraham had done this. I'm going to say it again. You would have no ability to not be selfish in your desires if Abraham had not done that. Because that's part of your faith package. Sometimes you wonder how some of these people can pack up everything and sell it and leave and go to a, a place and go and live in the remote jungles. And That's because he did this. It's in the faith package. So if you go looking in your little faith bundle, you find, you, you dig down deep enough, you'll find that kind of faith in there. People say stuff like, well, I don't know how you can still believe to, to be reconciled to that, your husband. He didn't run off with somebody else. You keep digging in your faith pile. You find, you'll find enough faith to get him saved at least. You understand what I'm saying? So he don't go to hell. It's important to God. You know, it's important to you. You just don't want to face it. See, it used to be important. So you keep looking at the natural. What's happened since? Doesn't look like it's going the right direction. It is. Quit looking at it. So you have the ability to look beyond what you want, what you need, what's going to make you comfortable, what you think God's going to do for you, 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 you. You're going to die to you in a minute. And you're going to really start living. See, it's when you die to self that you really start living for God. You think you're living now because he didn't got you a little car. And he got you someplace to live in some decent clothes. But you're going to really start living. You keep digging, keep digging down in, the, in your little faith pile. See what See what's down there for you. Huh? See, when you dig that far in the faith pile, you don't want nothing so you can prove to the saints how spiritual you are. You can show people that used to talk about you how you're all this and all. You, it ain't down. You ain't digging. No, yeah, no, no. It ain't in there. It is not in there. But you will, what you will find in there is sacrificial love that will stretch your faith. See, like I say, Abraham had a son. But Sarah did. Remember Sarah? The woman you used to pimp everywhere you went? Now he's going to have to give her her due respect. It's going to have to come from him. 
or we would not have faith for sacrificial meat. He would have to love her like Christ loves the church. Our faith is not just for material things, folks, and things we want. It's to convert our souls so that we think more like God. We are givers. We are lovers. We are people who forgive. We're people who walk in harmony and peace with everybody. We're not people who stir up strife all the time. We're peacemakers. So when when he believed God, it says here, against hope he believed in hope. That's strong faith, folks. Your natural hope is gone. You got to dig down deeper in your faith basket and pull out another hope. God gave him hope for another child that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Many nations includes natural seed and spiritual seed. That's what God's talking about here. So Abraham not only is the father, you notice his natural seed is still alive over in Israel. You got me? But he's the father of the spiritual seed too. People who would believe on the name of Jesus. So that's when his Fatherhood was expanded to many nations. Israel is just one nation. Many nations has to come through a different type of seed, through a spiritual seed. So now he's got Europeans, he's got Asians, he's got Africans, he's got Americans, he's got many nations that he's birthed into the earth. You can't get that through Ishmael. You can't even get that through through part of the the natural seed of Abraham. Can't get that that way. So the many nations comes through Jesus Christ, not not you know natural seed. And he says, and being not weak in faith, in other words, being strong in faith, he considered not his own body. Now dead. Whatever you want from God, you're not going to be able to get it through natural means. He'll he'll see to it that you can't. Why? He can't deny himself. He's going to get the glory. He's going to give it to you. It's going to be his way or not at all. And he says when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he didn't even think about that. This is what we got to get to. We got to quit thinking about what the doctors say, what it looks like, what we feel like, who doesn't love us, what we need, what we want, what we yeah, stop thinking like that. What do I think about? Think about what he just told you he's going to do for you. How come that ain't good enough? Well, gee, I, I never thought about that. Well, do something new. Do something new. You're going to have to do something new to get something from him. Amen. You you done done a lot of new stuff that you thought you wasn't going to like. You wound up, couldn't get, get rid of it. Amen. Took your whole paycheck and got it the last. Come on now. Cut it out. 
Because it's new. But he did not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief. He didn't think God couldn't do it. He didn't think it would. Well, I believe God can do it. Yeah, but is he going to do it for you? Are you going to be able to park it in your garage? Well, I don't. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just stay in the word, okay? He did not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong faith gives God the glory and not man. See, if you could do it yourself, you would get the glory. Strong faith means only God can do it, and that's what gives him glory. I've heard people interpret this, well, just say glory to God. No, 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 no. We ain't talking about what you say. You're still giving it to him. He knows how to get the glory. Baby, by the time this thing comes into your life, you're going to be a shadow of what you used to be. Huh? You're going to be a fragment of your former self. That's how God gets the glory. You have so decreased. And he has so increased. Got me? Strong faith always gives him glory. Why? Because you step out of the way. And you wait for him to finish the process. You allow him to go forward and finish the process. And it says you do that because you're fully persuaded he's going to do it. You're fully persuaded he's able to do it and he will do it. Amen? So once you're fully persuaded, the doubt leaves, the fear leaves, how much time it is, all that leaves. Full persuasion says, oh, yeah, he's going, yeah, you know, I'm healed. I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. I am healed. Amen. I'm only concerned about it when idiots like you get in my face. And I rebuke you in Jesus name. You're not going to put doubt on me for this. He was fully persuaded. That what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Therefore, therefore, for that reason, it was imputed to him as righteousness. Righteousness is being fully persuaded that God can do it, will do it, and will do it for you. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter what country he sends you to in the meantime. It doesn't matter any of that because you're solid in it. You're fully persuaded. They can't talk you out of it. And to keep you in faith, what does God do? He tells you what to consider. Huh? If you if you need healing, what do you consider? His stripes. You consider Calvary. You consider that it's paid for. You consider it's paid for for you. He did that for me, and I received my healing. I'm not. I'm not going to settle for where it is right now. I receive. I don't receive sickness. I receive healing. Don't give me that report, because he's done too much for me. I believe him, and not that over there. What I see in the natural. You got to get like that, folks. Take your faith out of what you see. Amen. Just because you take your faith out of it doesn't mean anything. You take your faith out of anything. You you can do that with with your finances. 
God, I'm not going to settle for what, what it looks like here on my bank bottom line. Show me where my real wealth is and see if he won't show it to you. See, we're so persuaded by what the eyes see and the ears hear and the limitations we've always accepted. Quit accepting that in the face of what God tells you. He's got abundance for you. He's got unlimited resources for you. Amen. And he says, and that was imputed to him as righteousness. It was imputed not for his sake alone, but for also those who believe on him. So everything Abraham believed, we can believe. But I'm telling you, the cap on the on the bottle came when he believed for Sarah to be a mother and him to be a father too. That has to be in in his faith. Other than that, we'd have men going off having babies with everybody in the name of the Lord. You got me? But that's not what Abraham's faith is for. It's for a wife and children you're responsible for, a stable family. You're just in the flesh when you're doing that other stuff. Ain't God telling you to do that. Go repent. But for real, though, you know what I'm saying? Stop that nonsense. And just because God still takes care of you, it doesn't mean you did right. He took care of Ishmael, too, still taking care of his seed. Well, he's just as wrong as two left shoes. He take care of all kind of wrong people. The Bible says he, he takes his, he's good to the just and the unjust. Just because he ain't caused you to poof, evaporate for doing wrong, he's waiting for you to repent so he can forgive you and you can get on the right road again. He gives you, us multiple chances to get in righteousness again. So, so it's imputed, but we don't have to walk in it all the time. Walk out of righteousness all the time. You start scheming and conniving and trying to figure out how to get this and how to get that. The Bible says you got it already. Wow. Got awful quiet. Why are you going to scheme and connive for something you have already? Well, I just did that because I was lonely. No, you ain't. You got plenty of company. You need to start talking to your company. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Amen. It's that simple. So God wants us always to walk in this kind of faith. Call those things that be not as though they are. Keep calling yourself and eventually it will show up. But we got to do it consistently. We do it in a panic. Oh, my symptoms are still here. I better start talking. You know, do it every other week or once a week for five minutes. This is not going to move anything. Amen. You don't get a paycheck for nothing you do once a week for five minutes. You got to put in eight hours on any man's job. Just saying. You know, time means something. It'll help you. 
it's not because God's watching the clock on you. But you're not going to get strong faith developed just in five minutes or anything. Abraham continually focused his attention not on the seen but the unseen. God gave him a vision and he walked in in attention. He attended to that vision. Whenever he was sitting around, he started looking up at the stars. Every night before he went to bed, he counted his offspring. And he thanked God for making him the father of all them people up there. When he got up in the morning and he walked along the seashore, he would look at the grains of sand and he thanked God for giving him all those are my children. He would talk to God about his children all day long. If you don't think that washes the unbelief out of your mind, Because we got proof that it worked. He had Isaac. When it was impossible in the natural for that to happen. And so it worked for him to focus on what God had said. Those are my children. Those are my children. And we're going to have those. Because I'm fully persuaded. God is not a man that he should lie. Everything he's told me was going to happen to me has happened. Everything that he's promised me, he's given it to me. And more besides, most of us can say that. Amen? And so why would he withhold now any other thing just because you didn't hit a little tough spot? You understand what I'm saying? Abraham thought he was all happy, happy the way things were. But God put a new hunger in him. See, the fact that, that God is now promising him that his wife would be a mother that kind of got him. See, that'll grab any man. You got me? Either for good or bad. Depends on how old he is. You know what I'm saying? But it didn't trouble Abraham. It was like, wow, God, are you serious? You can really do that? And then God just began persuading him. You can get persuaded too. Get in your word. Start reading that. Start bulking up on the promises. On what God said in his word about you and about your life. Stop rejecting the idea that he loves you and that he wants you to be happy his way. Stop rejecting that and start embracing it. God, you do want me to be. You want me to be content. You want me to have peace. You want All of this belongs to me. Why am I still struggling over it? You understand me? And allow God to put you in a different place. Where you have strong faith, where you believe him to do the impossible. Sometimes the impossible in our life is us. You know what I'm saying? And getting over yourself and, and getting the rock of unbelief out of the way. What you've always had and, you know, facing it, you gotta be disappointed again. I'm disappointed at least once every five days. Get yourself off the wrong schedule. Amen. Start putting yourself on the joy schedule. Amen. You won't get anywhere without it. It's best to have it. Amen. And depend on it. Whenever Abraham and Sarah would get low in faith, they'd look at each other. Are you kidding me? Us? Really? Oh, Lord. Us? They didn't have time to be sad. They didn't have time to worry about how old they were. 
they didn't have time to worry about what how God was going to do something. They were too busy laughing and buying baby clothes. Sarah went get look. They got disposable diapers now. They didn't. Have, they when did they get this? Huh? Start making stuff. Start sewing stuff. That's faith. They made plans for this baby and laughed all the way through labor, through delivery. You got me? <laughs> Miss Pat said, wow. <laughs> well, uh, she, got, she got that one. Amen. They did. They laughed all the way through everything. See, that's one way to keep yourself in faith. Laughter's medicine. Where Sarah might have felt rejected before, she got healed through laughing. Amen. She definitely. You you God takes care of all of that, folks. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word and for understanding. Thank you, Lord, that we are healed, we are whole, we are set free. We are people of of power, love and a sound mind because we have your spirit dwelling in us. And Lord, we thank you so much for blessing us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for including us in your covenant. And we are determined to call those things that be not as though they are, especially when they're in our hearts and we've received them by faith. Father, I thank you that we are healed. We are prosperous. We are pain-free, debt-free, lack-free. We have everything that we need, Father. We receive what we need. For this week, right now, in Jesus' name, we're not missing anything. We're not lacking anything. We are fully persuaded, fully provided for, fully healed, fully delivered, fully free. Thank you, Lord, that our future is secure in you. And we honor you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Anybody needs prayer in here, I'll pray for you here. And I'll pray for people online after.
different people online. Just reminding you that you're healed. Faith will tell you what to do, the corresponding action. Always be thankful. Continue to let words come out of your mouth that edify and build up your health and your healing, that thank God for it. Continue to meditate on scripture, receive it for yourself, and believe that that scripture is healing. Remind yourself that you believe that scripture, I believe the scripture is healing me right now, because this word is medicine, this word is healing me. And remind yourself, and thank God for it, that by his stripes you were healed. You're healed now in Jesus' name. Amen. our declaration. I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I don't have whatever it is you're fighting, challenged. It don't have me. We thank you, Father, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, your Son. We are healed. Amen. Amen and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Thank you.